Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Mavilla Presbyterian Church Midweek Podcast. This episode is for Tuesday, the 22nd of September 2020. You're all very welcome uh, to uh, with us this evening as we come together in Jesus' name uh, to worship and to hear uh, from him. As we uh, begin this evening, uh, we want to. I want to continue to let you know that uh, at present we are still back in our church building for Sunday worship. If you are planning to attend for the first time uh, this Sunday, uh, can you let Brian know by five o'clock on Friday if you are planning to attend? Also, uh, on Sunday the fourth of October, uh, we will have our Harvest Sunday as well. Uh, and we are still hoping to uh, decorate the church uh, for uh, our harvest service. Um, so Bran has let us know that fruit and vegetables and flowers for decoration of the church harvest can be left at the church from half six to half seven on Friday, the 2nd of October. There's going to be a small team uh, that will decorate the church on Saturday the 3rd from 10 a.m. to noon as well. So if you can't get there on Friday evening, if you want to leave stuff in on Saturday, uh, the 3rd of October from 10 till noon, there will be somebody there to collect it also. Also, please remember that if you are planning to come back to church for the first time for the harvest service on Sunday, the 4th of October, please let Brian know by uh, Friday, the 2nd of October on 5 p.m., so we can uh, get a seat booked for you also. Also, uh, our Harvest Appeal envelopes will be available on Sunday, the 27th of September. That's this Sunday. Uh, And we'll also be letting you know what we're going uh, to use the Harvest Appeal for. Uh, And it can be returned then on the Harvest Sunday, Sunday the 4th. Please know that if you're not able to get out uh, to the services, that they will be continue to be live streamed from our YouTube channel and also our podcast will be available also uh, each Tuesday evening from 7pm also. Also, if you are coming back to church uh, with some uh, young children, we'd love to see them uh, and they are very welcome. They will be staying in the service with you as you come back. But uh, from next Sunday onwards, uh, there will be some uh, kids packs available. uh, So they'll have a couple of things to do during the service. uh, And you never know, you might be wanting to get involved with that as well. We come together to worship God this evening and as we do that uh, we're going to continue with our series on Nehemiah. We're going to look at the uh, next part of chapter 1 this evening. But as we do that I want to read these words from Isaiah chapter 6. The opening verses of Isaiah chapter 6 as he recognises God's call upon his life. The first thing we read in this chapter is how he saw the Lord, his vision of the Lord. And it reads uh, from like this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphims, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The earth is full of his glory. 
at the sound of their voices. The doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. This awesome picture of the Lord that reigns on high. And as we come together this evening, recognising the difficulties and uncertainties of the day we face, it is our prayer that we may see this God, that we may recognise his power and majesty above all things, and that we may look to worship him. Let us now come to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come uh, before you this evening, Lord, we long to know of your majesty and power working in our lives. That in all, Lord, that we may face, in all, Lord, that may be going on in our lives, Lord, we look to you to be our guide, to be the one, Lord, who directs in every way. For we know, Lord, by your power, we may know great joy and majesty. Lord, we recognise so much in our lives, Lord, that will look to take us away from you. Look for other things, for glory and power. And we ask, Lord, that we may know of your goodness and love working in our lives. Lord, that we may know what it means uh, to focus on you to put our whole trust in you in all that we may face. Lord, we confess that so easily, Lord, uh, we can wander away from things of you to, uh, to things that look more appealing, to things in this world, Lord, that are um, look um, so uh, rich but yet become so worthless. Heavenly Father, we pray that the great riches in our lives are of you. That the things, Lord, that we depend on are all built on the things of you. And Lord, we pray this evening, as we look to continue to worship you, that we may know, Lord, of your spirit guiding and directing us in every way. Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Amen. We're going to praise God now with our first item of praise. When my flesh is weak, watching and praying. This praise is from Resound Worship.
Let us come now um, to uh, read God's Word together. Our our scripture reading this evening is taken from uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 4 down to 11. Last week we heard how Nehemiah had uh, been given a report about the state of Jerusalem, which lay in ruins after the exile. And we continue on now with these words from verse 4 of chapter 1 of Nehemiah. This is the word of God. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands, Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's house, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. 
We have not obeyed the commands, decrees and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your people exiled are at the furthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favour in the presence of this man. I was the cupbearer to the king. Here we end the reading of God's word to us this evening. Let's pray before we take some time to look at this passage. Heavenly Father, we come before you, recognising that there is much blessing and power in coming before you in prayer. And Lord, we pray this evening, as we take this time, Lord, to seek and to follow you, uh, that we may recognise you challenging and guiding us through your word. We ask this now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. So what I want to focus on this evening is the idea of uh, Nehemiah's pattern in prayer and what he is doing through these words. As he begins this journey of what God has called him to do, he begins first in prayer. We see this in Nehemiah's immediate reaction to the news of his people's troubles was to go into the presence of God. Throughout the book, this gifted leader is vividly portrayed as a man of earnest prayer. And this is first of his nine recorded prayers. It offers several perspectives on Nehemiah's prayer life. He is aware of the brokenness of God's people, not just physically of the place of Jerusalem where um, God's people seen that God dwelt, but also in God's people's lives. They have been through much hardship. And when the walls of our broken, our lives are broken, we need one another in the community of faith. We need to gather together to worship with one another and lift one another up. That is one of the central truths of the book of Nehemiah. God sent Nehemiah to Jerusalem to restore the people from ruin and despair. Yes, we can look at the book of Nehemiah and see how he physically looked to build the walls of Jerusalem again. But what he is also doing is rebuilding people's lives spiritually to the Lord. Jerusalem was a tangible symbol of a human life in which God desires to dwell. God desires for us that he would be his dwelling place, that, that we would be his dwelling place. Jerusalem is a symbol of that relationship. So the picture we see in the book of Nehemiah is a picture of Jerusalem in ruins. But it is a symbol of a broken human life. A life that has lost its defences. A life that lies open 
and vulnerable to the wave after wave of terror and destruction. And here we see how these walls are being rebuilt of a a restoring of our relationship with God Almighty in people's lives. And it starts with prayer. In Nehemiah's life, far from being a, a, a sense of a religious exercise, prayer was a vital daily experience for Nehemiah. Nothing mattered more than entering the Lord's presence to express his anguish about his people's needs, confess his inadequacy, and reflect on his personal response to the news from Jerusalem and to seek for guidance about what might and must be done. Through these words, we see this pattern of prayer. Firstly, we see that Nehemiah was genuine in his prayer. He was deeply grieved to learn such distressing news, and he identifies with the dejection of Jerusalem's citizens. He comes before God humbly, genuinely in despair about what is happening with the world around him. Secondly, we see that Nehemiah is sacrificial in prayer. He believed that there was nothing better he could do for his people than to pray for them. In order to give undisturbed time to these intercessions, he denied himself food for several days. As we we read, he fasted uh, for days uh, so he could commit his mind to prayer in God. And then thirdly, we see he was persistent in the prayer. We read in verse 4, for some days he continued to seek God day and night. Next, fourthly, he was encouraged in prayer. He uh, was dependent on believers of earlier generations who have entered the holy place before him. And phrases and themes from their prayers inspire and inform and shape his own prayer. The words they used, preserved in scripture, became the inspiration of his heart and mind as he entered the divine presence The great prayers of scriptures ought to be incentives and models for us also as we look uh, to be persistent in our prayer life. And lastly, Nehemiah was confident in prayer. As he exalts God, he focuses uh, on God's nature of who he knows God to be. Although Nehemiah is deeply troubled, He affirms his commitment to the God of heaven, knowing that life's uh, bewildering adversaries are under all of his, uh, God's sovereign control. Nehemiah offered this prayer, knowing that he was addressing a merciful God. His own sins and those of both his rebellious forefathers and disobedient contemporaries must be acknowledged and forgiven before he get a bark on any enterprise for God. Quiet reflection on God's character intensifies his awareness of unforgiven sin. His servant must be cleansed before they are used. So this is the pattern of Nehemiah's prayer. 
And it is a pattern we should follow whenever we experience brokenness in some area of our lives. Firstly, we remember the greatness and goodness of God. Secondly, we confess our sin without excuse. Thirdly, we remember God's gracious promise to forgive and to restore those who turn back to him. And then fourthly, we ask God to help arrange the circumstances for healing our brokenness. And that is what he is doing at the end of this prayer. As he recognises his position as a cupbearer to this pagan foreign king, he recognises that he needs God's help as he embarks uh, on this journey. Prayer is always the first step towards rebuilding a broken life. Prayer is the place to begin. In prayer we ask God to take what is wrong and set it right. To take what is broken and to mend it. In prayer we ask God to forgive, restore and to guide us. Through this prayer we see that Nehemiah was well aware of his own limited power to affect events. In order for the walls to be rebuilt of Jerusalem, Nehemiah needed a power far greater than his own to act on his behalf. So Nehemiah prayed for God to move the heart of his king. Nehemiah prayed for God to act in his life. And as we continue to look through uh, this, these chapters of the book of Nehemiah, we recognise how God acts powerfully. As he is met with opposition, we see how God sustains him. As uh, we recognise hurdles happening through Nehemiah's life, we see how God helps him over them. As we come to recognise what is happening in our world at this time, as we come to recognise what is happening even through our own lives, the first step we take is in prayer to this God, the God who is so much more powerful than anything that we may experience in this world, the God who we come before, recognising that in him we have rich blessing, in him there is a, a, the power to restore and to guide. We come before this God, giving him thanks for who he is and for what he has done. Let us pray now. Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks that you are the God who we can trust in through every aspect of our lives. Lord, we recognise all so often, Lord, of our brokenness, of the sense, Lord, of our um futileness of what we can do in life but you are the one Lord where there is real meaning you are the one who can provide real change and we thank you for this we pray this evening uh, for that awareness of seeking you through all situations of looking to follow you uh, in every way we ask this now in Jesus loving name amen we're going to praise God again now uh, with the words of a praise, you are a refuge. Again, it is taken from resigned worship. Mm-hmm. 
windows too crushed to speak you promise rest for weary feet god you care you carry those who carry pain bring bursting life to desert plains give dancing hearts to those in chains god you Lost and the lonely, a heart that loves those with no love at all. Hands to heal the hurt and the hungry. You are the God who cares. You stand with those who stand alone. A shelter for those without a home. Every tear that falls, you know, 'cause God, you care. You have arms that reach the lost and the lonely. A heart that loves those with no love at all. Hands that heal the hurt and the hungry. As we come to the end of our podcast this evening, we want to take some time now in prayers for others. And over this last week, we have um, been reminded just of how uncertain the days are we are living in. And there's many uh, prayer requests that have been happening through uh, our WhatsApp group. And please continue uh, to keep posting um, prayer requests uh, uh, for many will be continuing to pray for uh, different needs that are happening in our church family. And uh, let us remind ourselves as we look uh, to worship God this evening, it is when we feel weak that God's power is seen. 
And as we come to pray for one another this evening, let me remind you of these words from 2 Corinthians, when Paul is talking about the thorn in his flesh. He says this, God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Let us come before God now in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening, recognising all too often, Lord, uh, of our limitations, of things in our lives that we cannot control. But Lord, what a great blessing it is to know that we can come before you in prayer, that you are the one who is able to act, that you are the one who will bring real change. And Lord, we want to lift up to those who are going through difficulties at this time. Lord, particularly, we pray for those, Lord, who have relatives in hospital at this time. We pray for those, Lord, who uh, do not know what one day will bring to the next and are are, uh, not able even to uh, keep in close contact with loved ones, Lord, who are in hospital. We pray, Lord, each day that they may know of your closeness with them. And Lord, for those, Lord, who uh, are so ill at this time, Lord, we pray that through these days they may know of your comfort and your peace among them. Lord, we pray for just clarity, Lord, as relatives look to um, to ring up hospitals and to uh, get updates, that there is that sense of um, real clarity about what is happening uh, in their person's lives. Lord, we pray for that awareness, Lord, of your control through all things. Lord, we want to continue to lift up to you those who are hurting most at this time. For those who have lost loved ones over this last period, we pray um, for your uh, sense of journeying with them throughout. Lord, that they may know of your comfort and peace through these days. And Lord, we want to lift up to you those who are uncertain about what the future may hold. That Lord, each day brings news of new changes and they uh, are uh, uncertain about what will happen, we ask, Lord, that you may continue to guide and direct them. And Lord, be with our young people, Lord, as they have returned back to school and returned to studies, we ask that you may continue to protect uh, and um, uh, just guide them, Lord, through these days also, to know, Lord, of your hand upon them and all that they may do. Lord, we continue to lift up to you the plans uh, uh, we have in our church. We pray, Lord, for uh, wisdom, Lord, as we continue to uh, direct others, Lord, and what is happening. But, Lord, we also pray uh, for that awareness, Lord, of uh, the opportunities to worship you through these days. As we look to come together through different uh, opportunities, we ask, Lord, for your hand of blessing upon us throughout. Lord, be with uh, uh, each one of us, we pray. We ask, Lord, that we may know what it means to truly love one another in your great and mighty name. Lord, we pray for those, Lord, who are, are seeking answers through these days also. 
We pray for those, Lord, who uh, are awaiting, Lord, results, are awaiting, Lord, uh, decisions to be made. And we ask, Lord, that there is that great awareness, Lord, of your hand upon each and every situation. Lord, we bring one another before you now. In the great and mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask all these things now in his wonderful name. Amen. Let us finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for listening everyone and keep safe. God bless.